What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa Bryant and you are listening to Self. Right here, right now, on this beautiful morning, I am here to encourage you to be conscious. I am so excited that you have chosen to start your day here with me in a conscious way And I look forward over the next five minutes or so, setting an intention for your day. And today's topic is five signs of emotional maturity. Good morning, everyone, and hello. Welcome to your gorgeous Friday morning. Thank you so much for your company here today, kicking off your day in a conscious way. Hope you've all slept beautifully and ready to dive into the day ahead. Last day of the working week. Love that. (laughs) Okay, let's do this, you guys. Today we are talking about uh, emotional maturity. And I wanted to kick off the conversation with the meaning of emotional maturity, which is the ability to handle situations without unnecessarily escalating them. Instead of seeking to blame someone else for their problems or behavior, emotionally mature people seek to fix the problem or behavior. They accept accountability for their actions. So we are talking a lot about responsibility here. Also seeing a personal situation from a third-party perspective, it's kind of like letting go of that, that, um, that personal attachment because it's when you are in an argument or a confronting situation or a moment that is considered an opportunity to test the level of your emotional intelligence is when you will then see the true quality of your emotional maturity. And When I say take responsibility, I don't mean taking responsibility for the entire situation and the other person in the entire situation, if there is one. It's being accountable of your involvement and being proactive in sourcing a solution so peace is present because you think that's a benefit to you. So that's emotionally immature. Being emotionally immature is kind of finding a scapegoat. It's finding someone to blame or it's deflecting and it's not taking ownership of your part in in a situation, whatever that part may be. The tricky thing about it is, pending where you are in your development of self and how aware you are, will determine the stage of emotional maturity that you are at. So we're not, of course, sitting on the same stage of emotional maturity, making it even more of a test in confronting or testing situations. Because if you are in that situation with someone that isn't aware and doesn't have a high level of emotional maturity, then it's frustrating. But it's knowing in that moment not to sink into victim mode, which I think is pretty much is everyone's default. It's resisting that urge and being responsible in the situation to create a better outcome that you can learn from and evolve from. And so today I wanted to share with you my top five signs of emotional maturity, really as a way for you to assess that within your relationships, romantic or otherwise, uh, but also as an opportunity to invite you to individually assess what stage you are at in your emotional maturity. And it's okay not to be like, oh yeah, tick, I've got that, oh tick, I'm 100% in that one, like 
even myself, I'm said at the beginning, it's like when the chips lie, like when, when things come, you know, undone is when your level of emotional maturity is really shown, the quality of it. And there is one couple of people in my life particularly. It's always family. For me, it's family. I think they're here to teach you your greatest lessons. For me, it's patience. And um, I lose it for some reason, you know. So I'm going to put myself out there. I'm no angel. Um, I'm no professional at um, at being emotionally mature all the time. I'm, I'm not sure if that's even a thing. I'm not sure if you can be emotionally mature all the time. I think at some point you're going to be like, ah, and just have, like have that moment of being a bit of a child, you know, like it's just, it's a part of the journey. So for me, my family sets that off within me. Like I, I am, I would say I'm, I'm pretty emotionally mature in, in all my other relationships. It's something that's vital, but I don't know what it is. Family just has that way of getting in and, um, yeah, just really getting in there <laughs> for me. Um, I find it hard to stay clear in those moments. Um, so I, yeah, I would. I'm just going to say it. You don't need to be perfect in every single area. It's just acknowledging where where the work lies, and and to do that, you've got to be honest. So I just invite in that honesty and um, in assessing these in in assessing your own quality of emotional maturity across these five signs. So. Five signs of emotional maturity. Number one is flexibility. So this is really about being able to see each situation, each what yeah, situation, whether it be with another person or not, as unique and adapting accordingly. So it's not saying that, okay, great, this situation applies to this situation. And so I've got the tools that I dealt with with that. And it's pretty much the same thing, especially when it involves another person. You don't know what they're bringing to the table. So it's really about being flexible and not holding that attachment of expectation and just going and not not setting that bar for that person to be like, hey, this is what I'm expecting of you and them not reaching it. Um, it's a big one, especially when there's another person involved or it, that person could even be yourself. Potentially, if something's happened and it hasn't gone the way that you thought, it's just letting go of that expectation, becoming a little bit more flexible of the situation. I really think that when you have that emotional maturity, when speaking about flexibility, you realize that a relationship is not one person Um coming at another person a relationship is really the meeting point it's 50 50 of of two people so each relationship will be different because the personalities within the relationship are different and so when acknowledging that you are going to adapt accordingly to that other person and that person could be different to another person and so it's being remaining open and staying flexible number two is responsibility so this is huge because no, everyone runs away from responsibility. I don't know why. I think it's so great to take responsibility in situations, especially if it's something that you could have maybe handled better. I love it because I think every time I'm doing this, I'm you know upgrading my level of emotional maturity and intelligence. And not only that, it's kind of a way that I can show my ego, like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, if I want to park you, I can park you. If I've said something out of line or maybe I've come across too strong, I'm not above that to say, hey, I'm sorry, I just wanted to touch base on that. Did that land in the way that I kind of intended it to? And if it's like, oh, probably not, it's like, okay, well, let me go back and just um, rephrase what I was trying to say, for example. 
But when something goes wrong, it's really important not to blame anyone else. For me, it's really wild to see people do that. Blaming others is really just taking the easy way out. When you have emotional maturity, you take responsibility for your own life and you really understand that your current circumstances are a result of the decisions that you have taken up until now. And when things go wrong, not only do you not blame others, you don't blame yourself because you're here on this journey. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to, you know, think that you meant to turn right, but maybe you know, in retrospect, you should have turned left. We're all about learning here. So it's really taking responsibility of yourself and your life in every aspect of your journey. And it's not getting into that default victim mode. Number three is you seek alternative views. So you aren't caught up in the fact that your way is the only way or your way or word is is. Bible. That is it. No other, no one else is getting a look in. You love to seek alternative views because you know that it's going to contribute to the quality of intelligence and the quality of energy that you hold within yourself. And you love having discussions because it gives you an opportunity also to speak your truth openly and freely and for someone else to be like, hey, like, I dig that truth or maybe like, hey, I kind of thought about this. So when you've got two people that are emotionally mature, seeking alternative views, it's such a beautiful conversation because they're both allowing the platform and the space to be open to learn from one another. They have respect for themselves and so they therefore have respect for the other person in the situation. It's really such a beautiful um, it's such a beautiful quality to have someone that seeks alternative views because it really, I think, says so much about a person. Number four is you are non-judgmental. And being non-judgmental is a tough one. I think that most people would kind of find this difficult because we naturally judge for whatever reason. Um, I think it's just built into us unconsciously. So it's something that we need to be not built within us. It's something that we're layered with in this life is just to judge. And it's something that we need to be very conscious and proactive in letting go of and not judging, whether we're saying those judgments out loud or just thinking them like in our thoughts, you know, that could even be walking down the street and seeing someone that's intoxicated and going, oh God, like even like something in your mind that's like, you know, I don't know, get a life or like, I don't know, something like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, mate, like, you know, pull it in. Like anything that's ever like in the alignment of being judgmental, it's not of benefit to you or anyone else. It's a very low vibe and it's something that is so natural for us to do. Uh, I went and saw a healer once and she said to me, try and go a whole 24 hours without judging anyone. And it's really hard like really hard, like when you make it like a priority and a conscious intention, you actually realize how much you, in your mind, your inner dialogue actually judges. And it might not be like anything outrageous, like, oh my God, like what's she wearing? That outfit doesn't go together. Did she not look in the mirror this morning? Not so much like that, but just like, just anything like, oh, that's an interesting choice of hair. I might not have worn my hair like that today. Like it doesn't need to be bitchy or anything like that but just the amount of judgment that we that we project um, whether it's in a dialogue or out of dialogue um, very interesting very interesting little act to do and practicing non-judgment I think is a very great practice 
in increasing the level of your emotional maturity. And number five is resilience. Because there will always be things that go wrong. There will always be setbacks and there will always be major disappointments. So while you may initially become a little bit upset, emotional maturity allows you to express your feelings and identify the actions that you can take and move on. So it's not about it's not about staying in that victim mode. You might initially be there and then you're going to make the proactive choice to step out and take practical steps in order to move forward. So it's not seeing things from a totally emotional perspective. It's having the ability to tap in and tap out of our emotions and go, okay, this is benefiting me in this way um, or it's, a, it's not benefiting me in this way. So I need to make some kind of action happen so I'm not feeling this way. So it's as I was saying at the beginning, it's that quality of being able to see things from the third party perspective. It's not wallowing in your like self-pity or like the situation. So with that being said, I really think it's important that we strive for a high quality of emotional intelligence and maturity because our emotions are something that when refined, complement our life in a really, really powerful way. But when abandoned and left alone, our emotions still are are happening. It's just like we're kind of putting a wall, a dividing wall up. So we're not seeing it. So we're acting out of all of these emotions, but we're not really sure why, because we're not, we don't have it together. Like we don't have our emotions adminned and, um, and, and living from the perspective that we are in full power and our emotions don't overpower us. So we are the driver of our life. And it's really taking that moment to acknowledge that because if we do put up that dividing wall and we do remain, we turn our head or whatever, it's like that's when I really think that depression creeps up on us because we're not in check of like what's happening and, and why. And it's we're kind of remaining, uh, yeah, like oblivious. It's like we'd rather put our head in the sand sort of thing. We let our emotions consume us essentially. And so with that being said, today is really the perfect day to dedicate your actions and thoughts to raising the bar of your emotional intelligence and your maturity. So invite in space to really observe situations and really resist the urge to react to things without confirming that what you're about to say is really contributing to you and your higher self. And so thank you for your company here today. Oh, gone way over than the usual. Gone way, way over, guys. We're way past five minutes. Um, so I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you for your company. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me across on Instagram at underscore Lisa Bryant. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful Friday today, and I will see you back here tomorrow morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.